Yes, God, you are that way maker, God, for us, Lord. And we promise, we just <laughs> thank you so much, Lord, that you are the promise maker as well, Lord, that you always are faithful to us, Lord. And God, we just, we just praise your name, God. That is who you are. God. That's our hearts crying, Lord, just knowing that you are the Lord God. Father, as we open your word today, God, we just ask that you would continue to do a work in our hearts, Lord, as you've already been ministering to us right now, Lord, as we sing and worship you, Lord. God, we ask that you do the same, Lord, as we open your word, Lord, that you speak clearly to us on the things that you want us to do, Lord. God, that we would be obedient, God, to the things that you have, Lord, the things that we struggle with, Lord, that we would let those things go. Lord, I really have that true commitment to you, God. God, you see right through us, Lord. You see our hearts, Lord. So, God, do what you always do, Lord, with your word, Lord. As you say, Lord, it's sharper than two uh, edged sword, Lord, that you can cut right through bone and marrow, God. Cut through our hearts right now. We just ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, aloha everyone. You can be seated. We're going to get right into the word as Zach just prayed. And hallelujah to God who is so faithful. He is our way maker. And he is the one, the reason why we are here this morning. So if you can grab your Bibles, open them up to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22. And we will continue our study here. And uh, I am excited to get back here into. The last book, really, of the Bible and the last chapter of the book of Revelation. It's been a great journey, a great study as we've been going through this. um, I'll let you know next time how long we've been in here. I don't even remember. It's been a long time. But it's been really good. It's been very, very good. And God is continuing to speak to us. So we're going to get right into our study uh, this morning. So if you haven't already, turn to Revelation chapter 22. Now, I forgot to give the guys in back this picture, but I came across this road warning sign. It's a typical road sign. It's a yellow triangle or yellow kind of diamond with a black uh, line border. But in this warning sign is this giant uh, depiction of a mosquito carrying off a man. So if you could just picture that. Uh, I I thought it was kind of funny, and, and it's an actual sign set up uh, that's on the side of the road on the way up this steep and winding road in Denali, Alaska. And they put different kind of signs, but uh, this is the one I thought just kind of perked my attention. And it's really meant to keep drivers attentive on the road while they're heading up to the Grande Denali Lodge way up at the top of this mountain. So I was thinking, what would you do if this was a real mosquito warning? Yeah, if you saw this sign, this giant mosquito carrying off of a man, how would you respond? What would be your response? Maybe you, you double-check that you, you pack plenty of off, yeah, that spray, right? Uh, maybe you would immediately uh, put on your jacket and cover any exposed skin. That's what my wife does when we're, like, watching the sunset, you know. Oh, I don't want to get bitten. I don't know why they like her, they don't like me, but uh, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. Or maybe your resolve, your response would be a resolve to make your, your husband 
turn around and immediately go and find another place to stay, no matter what it costs you. <laughs> that might be it. You know, there's certain things, right, that will motivate you. There's certain things that will move you to respond in any extreme way, no matter what it takes, especially if you hate mosquitoes. Well, God is calling us to a resolve. God is calling us to respond to what we have been studying in this whole book of Revelation. So he's really calling us to have a change of life, to to change how you're living in light of what is coming in the future. So this morning for our, our, our message, I have titled our message, The Resolve Response. The Resolve Response. Response, and, and that's what we, re- we really need to have. And we're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 22 from verse 26, I mean 22 from verse 6 to verse 9 this morning. And this is really part one of, of this section that I see that goes all the way to verse 12 actually. But today I thought we'd focus in on these verses, verses 6 through 9. And our title once again is the resolved response. That's what we are supposed to have. After studying through this whole book, that's what we are to do, is have this resolved response. And what is it? Well, there's three things we're going to see today. Number one is keep the faith. Number two is keep the word. And number three is keep the worship. So that's what we're going to be seeing today from verses 6 through 9. Now next time we're going to finish up verses 10 to 12. And we're going to go on. Go on in our outline, keep sharing Jesus and keep uh, serving Jesus. But we'll get to that next week. But today, the resolved response, and this is part one. Number one in our outline is this. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. So let's take a look at this here. Now, uh, if you're taking notes, uh, in this section, we're going to only cover verse 6. Just verse 6 in this section. And so, take a look with me here. Revelation 22, verse 6. It reads, and he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And we'll stop right there. Now, we begin here with John continuing to write. And as you know, this angel has come to him and showed him just amazing things of heaven right and so he continues to to show john something that he comes and tells john hey you know what in this final section there, there's something you got to know about everything that we looked at i mean think about this after the angel showed john about heaven that's what we study at the beginning of uh, chapter 22 and chapter 21 right and and which was uh, which came after right the the great uh, white throne judgment, this new heaven, new earth, and came after uh, that came after the millennium and the second coming of Jesus and the whole tribulation, all of that that we studied here in the book of Revelation. Now, as we're wrapping this all up in verse six, the angel, he that's who is speaking about, he said to John, "Hey, these words are trustworthy and true." So after all the prophecies that have been given, after the whole book of Revelation, the angel now declares these words, this everything we've seen here in the book of Revelation now, these words are trustworthy and true. They are 
They are every word. They are God's word. It is God bringing this truth. It is God bringing everything here in what we have today, our Bibles, the scripture. So the angel here testifies to validate what John had seen and heard, what he wrote down here, what we had studied. You know what he's saying? He's saying, you know what you heard, John? It's directly from God himself. Now, the Lord himself had said this too. If you remember back in Revelation 21, verse 5, uh, when God was describing this new heaven and all, he told John, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Same thing. The Lord said the same thing. Now the angel declares this now. And so the angel, verse 6, right away say, you know what? Everything we've studied, everything that I've given you or what we've studied, right, is trustworthy and true. This is God's word. And then the angel reaffirms all this by saying in verse 6, And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets. Now, what he's bringing up is the Old Testament prophets. They also prophesied uh, uh, from God, that God gave them the words. God gave them the message. And so the same God who sent the Old Testament prophets sent these, this, these words uh, and showed John this. And what John saw in the whole book, it came from God too. So the Lord God is the one behind every revelation, even from the Old Testament here in this book. And it's the Lord God, just like it was in the Old Testament, that has revealed what is coming in the future, in this future world. You know, I was thinking about how God told the Old Testament prophets that Israel would go into captivity. We've studied that in, in, in the books of the Old Testament we studied. And guess what? That's what happened, right? And then the Lord told the prophets to share with Israel that, you know what? But Babylon's going to fall, yeah? That the captivity under Babylon, yeah, it's going to last for seven years, but they're going to fall, and guess what? That's what happened. So all that the prophets had said, that these messengers from God, it came to pass. That's, that's what happened. I mean, I think about, think about the, the prophecies of the Messiah of Jesus Christ, right? The, the, the prophet said, oh, he's going to be born in Bethlehem, and guess what? That's what happened. So, in the same idea here, the angel saying, "Hey, these words—they're trustworthy and true. This is God's word. It's like the uh, like when God spoke, inspired the Old Testament prophets, and it came true. I, I'm sent in that same way. You know what? And then he says to show what will take place." Now he says here at the end of verse 6, what must soon take place. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But just focus in on this take place here in verse 6 at the very end. He's saying these events that we looked at, that you were shown, John, you know, it's going to happen. It will take place, just like it did in the Old Testament prophecy. Well, in here, in what's going to happen, these are real events that will transpire. It's like John is saying, you know what, this, this is, these are accurate descriptions of what is going to happen. So understand what John wrote here and what we've been studying this whole time in the book of Revelation it's not some mystical apocalypse, yeah? It's not like he had some weird dream and he wrote it down because he ate 
pizza late at night or something and his stomach bothering him. You ever have that? You eat late and all of a sudden you get these weird dreams and it's about food, yeah, whatever that is. Well, well, that's why you're not supposed to eat late at night, right? There you go. There's your Bible lesson today. No, I'm just joking. But the thing is, it's not that. It's not some thoughts from his overactive imagination, you know, and he's seeing things. It's not really, think about this now. It's not some allegory is some approach the book of revelation it's not some analogy and allegory of some hidden meaning that we got to figure out there's this there's a secret message in here no what we saw are actual events that are going to happen recorded here are actual things that will come to pass in the future and there's actual people persons like the antichrist that will come into play during the tribulation time during this future history we could say that we've read about so here's what i want you to see in verse six everything that john saw and wrote here in the book of revelation you know what plainly will come to pass that's what he's saying. That's what the angel is presenting here. That's what we're learning here. It will come to pass, just as the Lord had given it to John. Everything now. Think about that. Everything we've learned. Yeah? All that we've gone through, especially as we're coming off of heaven, it should inspire us as we've been talking about. John Phillips said this, God's word is accurate and the truths it contains have been transmitted, recorded, arranged, and preserved exactly as God had in mind. Isn't that great? I love that. Exactly as God had in mind. So what we're reading today, what we've studied this whole time it's exactly what God had in mind. It, it, everything that John saw and wrote here in the book of Revelation will come to pass. So you see, you know what's happening. As we come to the end of this book, you see God is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to keep the faith. That's what he's calling us to do. He's saying, keep the faith, you guys. Do not let Satan change what you believe. Do, do not let the enemy or the world say, nah, that, that's not what it is. Nah, this is this ancient book. This is uh, written long ago by these men and they made up these things. Or It's not true. No, we know it's true. That's why we study the word of God every Sunday, every Wednesday night. We get into this because this is God's word. He, this is how he communicates to us. This is how we know if we're hearing things or seeing things. We can filter what's true and not right here through the word of God. And in the book of Revelation, if God says this will happen, you know what? This will happen. It will happen. If this is the future, it's going to happen. Then if that's what's coming, shouldn't that change how we live today? If God says he will do it, if God's word is true, then you know what? We need to trust that what he says is going to happen, and it's going to be exactly as how he says. I think about Isaiah 46, verse 11, the second part says, I have spoken, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed, and I will, what? Do it! So, so let me throw this out to you today. Let me ask you today. What do you, like, strive for, you know? 
What is it that you put a lot of effort in today? What is it? What is, what is that passion in your heart? What, what really moves you in your life? Maybe some of you are, are, well, I'm working hard at work. I'm doing what I need to do to get to, to uh, rise up in a company and get a better pay. Yeah? I'm working on getting a better life for me and my family. And that, that's all good. Some of you into sports or maybe you surf, dive, whatever. You're like, no, I want to get better at that. You know? I want to stay fit. Yeah? I want to stay healthy. I'm, I'm striving to live longer. I'm thinking about that now. Getting older, like, oh, I tell my wife, we better eat better, you know. <laughs> yeah? So, we, so we strive for things. We have a passion. We get into things. We, we look up on the Internet. Oh, what's, what's the best things to eat? Yeah? Right? Or, 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 you know, how, how do I train? Or how do I do this? We strive for different things. But I, you know what? Let me challenge you today to strive for something that's the most important thing that you can do in your life right now. Strive to trust God in more areas of your life. Yeah? Amen? Strive to trust God in more areas of your life. Grow in your trust. Uh, Be passionate with your whole being to trust God in those situations you face. To trust God in what's coming tomorrow. To trust God when you don't know what's going to happen. Strive to trust God more because what we're reading, what the angel is saying, keep the faith, you guys. This is true. This is going to happen. Keep the faith. Keep living. And so let's keep trusting God that He will do what He says, whether it's prophecy or whether it's the promise that He gives you and I. So strive to trust God in more areas of your life. Keep the faith. So, the resolve response, keep the faith, number one. Number two in our outline here is keep the word. Keep the word. Now, we're going to be looking at verse 7 here. And uh, this will cover verse 7, our second heading. So, verse 7, Revelation 22, take a look. It says, And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now, when we come into verse 7, there's a change in speakers. It's no longer the angel talking to John here. So it is the Lord Jesus. That's who's talking here. And so the Lord Jesus comes in and he interrupts the angel. Now, it's okay for the Lord to interrupt, right? Yes, Lord, whatever you want to say. But here Jesus comes personally now to tell John, Behold! He says, behold, whenever you see that word behold in the Bible, you know, it's, it's like, hey, look, listen up. Hey, pay attention to this. And when God says behold, when God says pay attention, we should behold. <laughs> we should be attentive. When he interrupts, does God ever interrupt in your life? Like he comes in, his voice comes, or, or you hear God speak to someone else. You're like, oh, that's, that's God. And you know it, the Holy Spirit witness in your heart. That's the Lord. Well, do you listen? We got to listen. So here, God is saying, Behold, listen up. And look what he says. I am coming soon. So this is the Lord Jesus. It's not the angel saying, Yeah, the Lord's going to come. You know, you better get ready kind of thing. No, the, Jesus is saying, the Lord is saying, I'm coming soon. It means my coming is imminent. 
It really is this, this, this speaking and referring to the Lord saying, I can now come at any moment. That's the idea. I can come at any moment. So Jesus confirms that all that John saw, it's going to happen. And he confirms that, you know, it will come to pass, and it can come to pass at any moment. Now, you may be sitting here today, and maybe at fir- your first thought is, yeah, Jesus. Maranatha, right? The Lord coming. Yeah, come at any moment. Come right now. That's what I'm thinking. Lord, as I'm speaking right now, whoo, let the rapture happen. Let's go home. Yeah? But you may be thinking, wait, wait. We're reading this, verse 7, and it was written like 2,000 years ago. Almost 2,000 years ago, this was written. The book of Revelation uh, is considered written uh, 96 A.D. So it was a while ago, almost 2,000 years ago, right? Right? So, wait, wasn't this written a long time ago? Yes. And Jesus told them back then, look, I can come at any time. And he could come at any time. Matter of fact, Jesus instructed believers in Matthew 24, 44, and this is the NLT. He said, you also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. So we understand ever since New Testament times, ever since Jesus died, rose again, ascended into heaven, and angels said, hey, when you, you're going to see him uh, uh, return, just like how you saw him go, told the disciples. And ever since that time, every believer, the apostles, the early church fathers, throughout all the centuries, all Christians felt like Jesus could come at any moment in time. And that, that's really what we're seeing. He could come at any moment of time. So you know what? Jesus is saying, we better be ready. And you know what? I think if God wanted, he could have come at that time. Yeah? He could have come at the end of the book of Acts. He could have done that. He, he, he could arrange things and fulfill prophecy. So it could have just happened. But I think God chose to wait. I think God prolonged this, his coming, which could have been at any time, so that I'm glad, so that I could be born and be saved. Yeah? So that I can, I can come to Jesus Christ. That I could be a being and alive and know one day that I will be in heaven. And that, that, that's God's love. That's God's will, His sovereign timing. And now we're in His family as believers. But it, God could have come back then. But understand this. Let me add this. Remember that time is not the same for God anyway. Right? He's eternal. He, he lives in eternity. There is no clocks, right? And in 2 Peter 3.8, we know this verse, right? Uh, He writes there that with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, yeah? And a thousand years is like one day. So to the Lord, a thousand years is soon, if you really want to get technical about it, yeah? That, oh yeah, any day now, any time, yes, he could come. But I think that the Lord was putting out there for us believers, you know what, to be ready, to be prepared, to live no matter what. If you live the New Testament days or we live today, that we be ready for the Lord to come at any time, at any time at all. I believe today more than 
ever the stage is set. I believe today with what we see in the world, that prophecy is coming together. That the stage is set for prophecy to be fulfilled, like Russia being a world power. And even what's happening in Ukraine is a step toward Ezekiel 38, 39 prophecy when Israel will be attacked by Russia and other Arab nations. I think living in the world of the internet, where information is, is like lightning speed, like you could find out what's going on in the world and watch a video right now around the world. It's not like before that, oh, there was only newspaper print, right? Or, or now, and even satellites and all that helping. So I think the internet sets it all up where we, the whole world, one day we read in, tribula- in the tribulation, in the book of Revelation, that they will see the two witnesses die and rejoice. I think things are being set up. But there's another thing that I believe is, is, is fulfilling or, or, or setting up to fulfill prophecy and that is the rise of a one-world leader, the Antichrist. And we definitely see a push for a one-world community, a one-world mindness. Yeah, we got to get together, right? We got to pull down our borders and be one people. And as we study, uh, uh, the Antichrist is going to push uh, one religion and even uh, will be one economy and we see the world trying to get away from the dollar like China and Russia and and trying to trying to break away from all making all about the U.S. So things are being set up you guys and I feel like you know what what we're reading here when Jesus says behold listen up I'm coming soon you guys and I think I look at his yeah soon soon. Now, as I mentioned before, many say that the next event on God's calendar will be the rapture. So soon, I think is very soon. Things are set up in that way. All right, then in verse 7, after Jesus says, behold, I'm coming soon, then he gives this beatitude, so to speak. And it's actually one of seven in the whole book of Revelation. But he says this, Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. So blessed is that person who keeps. The word keeps means to hold fast. It means to guard. It means to protect it. It means to believe in, to hold on to. It, it means to obey, right? If we're guarding the prophecy, if we're guarding what's written in here, we're, we're obeying what's been written here. And, and even some commentators say, well, you can take the word prophecy and talk about that as a whole word of God. That our God is spoke through the writers as they were prophets and given us the whole Bible that we need to obey and keep it in our lives. Hold on to that. Let it be a part of our, our, our lives. So notice what Jesus is saying. He's saying that, you know who the real blessed ones are? It's the ones who respond to the prophecies in the book of Revelation in obedience, in obeying, in applying it, in letting it affect your life today. Let me say it this way. In light of what is coming in the future, we are called the response by living for God today. 
You understand? And what we have read here about the future, it should affect us today. John MacArthur said this, Revelation is not entertainment. It is motivation to live a godly life. It is, I love this, truth to shape you. I love that. Isn't that a great way to put that? Truth to shape our lives today because we know what's coming in the future. Because we know all the events. Because we know heaven is our destiny. So, understand this today. Those blessed ones who live as if Jesus could come at any moment will also live in obedience to what God says. This is what I want to put into your mind and hearts this morning. Those blessed ones who live as if Jesus could come at any moment will also live in obedience to what God says. This should affect our lives. This should impact us deeply in what we're reading today, you guys. It, it should cause us to have that passion to, to strive to trust God and to live for more than ever before. I mean, if you miss some studies in, in Revelation, go back. Go back to our YouTube channel. Go back to Spotify or a podcast or even on our website. You can go back to these messages or just go back through it again. Let, learn, study, let this impact you in the way that God wants you to be impacted with. Yeah? That's what's important. And when you live like this, you'll be blessed, you guys. You want to be blessed? We all want to be blessed. Yeah? This is the way to be blessed. Live, live as if Jesus could come at any moment, but let that life be a life in obedience to what God says. You know, um, <clears throat> just uh, yesterday I was talking to my son, and Kirsten was able to watch the grandbaby, and, and I was super special for, for her. But anyway, <clears throat> he came to pick up the baby, and we are talking, and he was telling me how his... Uh, the big bosses were, had come on island, you know, the, from the mainland, yeah? And so the, the company here in Maui went all out. They made an all-out effort to set up things, make sure the displays were right, make sure everything was cleaned up, and make things presentable so when corporate comes, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys doing a good job, you know, that kind of thing. So they were, like, super motivated in all that. The funny thing is, he tells me, yeah, and then after they go, you know what, we just switch them all back then. I was like, what? That's weird. I go, do the bosses know that? And he's like, yeah, they know that. I don't know. I think it's crazy. But you know what? It made me think about, though, if we know Christ is going to come at any moment, if we know what the future is, shouldn't that really affect us today? I mean, in a true way, in a genuine way, in a sincere way. I mean, that's how we should be with our life. And I hope today, this morning, you're reminded of that. You're reminded as as. God is speaking to us through this passage that, whoa, Jesus, you can return. You're going to come soon. That, that, that everything we read and studied about, oh, it, it's going to happen. It's coming. It's around the corner. Listen, in our study in Revelation, I mean, remember how we saw, we studied how evil had run its course to its peak, Yeah? To the peak where, where, where people were just totally into sin, to the place where they actually came to a place to worship and exalt Satan and his power. 
That sin running its course to its peak. Do you remember, we, 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 we read what the Antichrist rising up, his power, and what he's going to promote, and how he's going to cause the world to worship him, and then, then he's going to persecute every believer, even Jewish believers. He's going to go after them like never before in history. That's why I don't want to be here. I want to be right with God and go in the rapture and miss all of this, you guys. It's going to be a time like never before of persecution. We also saw that the wrath and judgment of God falls upon the world, right? We, we, we see the seven seals, yeah, the, the seven trumpets, the seven bowls, when, when God's judgment falls upon the world, and you know what? Not one sinner will be spared. We know that Jesus at the end will be vindicated. Yeah? He's going to come. He's going to conquer all. And all us saints are going to come with him. And everyone know the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That Jesus Christ is God. And the whole world will see that. Right now we see a lot of oppression, right? Uh, on Christianity and the Bible and Jesus. Don't say the word in Jesus in school. Yeah? It's almost like Jesus is some bad word when he is the greatest name as we sang, right? In all the earth. But the darkness is pushing Jesus away. But one day everyone's going to see, he's going to be vindicated and they're going to see Jesus in all of his power and victory. And we know as we've been reading and studying lately that there's a whole new realm coming, right? There's a whole new realm of uh, this new heaven. The old earth, everything's gone. We're going to be living in eternity in heaven in this new Jerusalem. That's what's up, uh, up ahead. And you know, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, um, I, I think, was it last week um, or so? I kept thinking about God. That is so great. There's an end to the curse, yeah? There's an end to this fallenness in this world. So with all of that coming, with all that we study, shouldn't we live differently? Shouldn't we be different from what we studied before, even before we got into Revelation? Hopefully as we've been going on, your life has been changing. You know, I, my personal devotions, I've been going to Colossians, and, and I think I've been meditating on this. Colossians 3 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. So you see, we are to be living for God, heaven, Jesus. Not here, not the world, not what's going on here. This should motivate, inspire us. This should give us a resolve today to have this resolve response. All right, so we need to keep the faith. We need to keep the word. And number three here, keep the worship. Keep the worship. Here we're going to, finish up our our section today verse 8 and 9 but first of all take a look at verse 8 revelation 22 8 says i john am the one who heard and saw these things 
And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. We'll stop there. So John writes here, he, he, he kind of writes like, hey, I testified through these things. I was the one. I saw everything that I wrote down in here. I heard everything that I wrote down over here. It was, it was me. All this in the book of Revelation, I heard it. In other words, he, he did not hear the second hand. It wasn't passed down to him from his grandma or, you know. Some, no, he experienced it at all firsthand. He, he, he stands here testifying. No, it was me. I witnessed all of this. And then John says, you know, after all this, after seeing all this, oh, I was just overwhelmed with it all. Totally overwhelmed with what's going to happen, what the Lord is doing, God and his power, uh, Jesus being vindicated, everything he just gets overwhelmed. And then verse 8 he says, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. He just falls down, and, and the angel's still there, right? And so he just falls down, the angel happens to be there, and he's just like falling down at his feet. Now, I believe John knows that this isn't what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he's not, he's not supposed to worship an angel or nothing like that. Back in Revelation 19, he did the same thing. And the angel's like, hey, hey, get up, John. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I believe John just collapsed in the wonder of it all, in, the, in worship of who God is. He just, he just collapsed here. He was, he, he was overwhelmed. He, he was, he, he was, some people say, oh, I'm undone. You know, you just, oh, you just, just from everything that he saw. You know, I was thinking, what a wonderful response to God's word. What a wonderful response to all that the Lord revealed to him about the future, heaven, and even God himself. John was just overwhelmed with the emotion and wonder of it all. I was thinking, oh Lord, am I ever like that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Am I ever overwhelmed with what you show me about the word? Am I ever, you ever have those times? I mean, I think about those times I'm reading in the morning and in the script, scripture, um, the verse I'm reading just pops out and hits your heart. Oh, and sometimes you just weep. Sometimes you're overwhelmed. I'm thinking, God, I just need to fall down before you, you know. Wow, Lord, you, you, you're speaking to me personally and giving me this? Sometimes, though, we have cold hearts, yeah? We're just reading with apathy, or, or maybe it's just some en- empty ritual, doing our routine, yeah? Coming church, doing our routine, and there's no passion, there's no fire, there's no excitement. What God is showing us, there's no hunger for that. Be careful. Maybe check your heart today, even as we get into this passage, we, sh- we should be excited. Wow, Lord. Wow, what you're revealing to me. We should be excited. Be careful. Because maybe perhaps you have a cold heart and it's like what Jesus said back in Revelation 2.4. You have left your first love. You lost that wonder of God's word. Well, it goes on here in our last verse here this morning in verse 9. 
So the angel responds, and, 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 but he said to me, the angel said to John, you must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers the prophets and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. So the angel's like, no, 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 wait, John, John, what, what are you doing? You're doing this again, you know. And like I said, I think John knows he, he's just undone here. Yeah. But the angel still makes it clear. Yeah. That hey, John, don't worship me, man. You know what? I'm just a fellow servant. In other words, I'm a created being like you. Yeah. I'm I'm someone who serves God like you. And and then he says, you know, I'm in the ranks really of of, of the brothers, you know. Your brothers, the prophets of other guys who spoke for God, gave the message of God and prophesied for the Lord. I'm, I'm just, just in that same rank. I'm not higher or anything. I'm not to be worshipped. I'm just a messenger too. And then he says in verse 9, he says, and, and with those who keep the words of this book. I'm, I'm with you guys. With, we're, 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 I just want to obey God, obey the word. In other words, Look, John, I'm not the source of this word. I'm not the source of this message. I'm not the source of this, these prophecies. It's, it's God. So you know what? Worship God. Don't fall down before me. And it looks like, even though it looks like you are, you know, worshiping angel. Hey, worship God, period. You see that? Worship God, period. No one else Nothing else. Don't fall down before anyone or anything but God. The angel wants to really just make sure John keeps the worship. Worship, yeah? Worship to God. To keep it true worship. You know what? Think about it this way. Do you remember how much worship we saw in the book of Revelation? We saw plenty, right? And maybe some of you thought, oh, yeah, okay, worship. Let's go on to the other part, you know. <laughs> and I want to see what's going to happen. But, but they, they were like incredible moments that we got to peek into heaven. You remember when in Revelation 4, um, 8 through 11, we saw the powerful cherubim, those powerful angels, right, worshiping God. They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And then the 24 elders fell down representing the, 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 the church, right, and believers. They fell down before God and His throne and, say, and cast their crowns. were like, worthy are you, our Lord and God. Remember in Revelation chapter 5, uh, verses 8 through 14, when Jesus was the only worthy one to take the scroll, which I believe is the title deed of the earth, uh, he was the only one who could take that scroll back and bring ownership back to God. Yeah? All of heaven breaks out in praise and, and worship and says, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Christ purchased the world. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 12, after the 144,000 Jewish missionaries went out to share Jesus to Israel, it says that there was a great multitude that no one could number standing before the throne, and they were worshiping God. 
In Revelation chapter 15, verse 2 through 4, when, when the last Babylon, when it was, it, it was all about to be destroyed, and there was talk of how the end of this last world empire, the end of this last uh, world system, the last time it'll ever exist, was about to be destroyed. The martyr tribulation saints that were in heaven broke out into worship, exalting the power of God, the justice of God, the righteous of God in judging the evil that has been done. And we saw in Revelation 19, the beginning of that chapter, right before the return of Jesus Christ, when the final end to evil in this world, as we know, was about to come. You remember that? Hallelujahs broke out, yeah? Hallelujahs thundered like roaring waters, John wrote. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. There's a lot of worship in Revelation. Revelation isn't just about prophecy. It isn't just about the end of the world stuff. But in it we find us worshiping God. It causes us, like we read throughout this book, there's a lot of worshiping and glorifying God going on, and and that's what it does. So our last point is this. When you really understand the book of Revelation, it should bring you to respond in worship. It should bring you to that, that, that point of seeing how great God is, how powerful He is, how His sovereignty is planned. Of, of everything, of our lives, our destiny, the future, everything. Remember, I, I think about how, um, remember we saw this overview back in Revelation 13, I believe, around there, of, of evil in God, in the battle that had been going on throughout these centuries. But in the end, God wins. And so it just causes us to exalt God. So when you really understand the book of Revelation, it should bring you to respond and worship. And what I mean is worship God, just as the angel said here. Worship Jesus, not the prophecy. Worship God. A number of years ago, I spoke at a conference in Texas, and, and uh, Pastor Ron gave me the title and gave me an assignment of, some verses I was to speak. I think I spoke two or three times on Sunday morning too, but the, the, the title of the conference was Staying Hungry for the Coming of the Lord. It was a great, great conference in, in continuing to keep our hearts afire for looking for Jesus and wanting to be with Jesus when he returns. And I remember, though, during that time, after I think it was the first time I spoke, a couple came up to me and and, and it was great talking to them about uh, current events and prophecy and what's going on and the fulfillment of things. And it, it was, I'm, I love that. I'm into that too. But there was one thing. I, I, I could see that they had this super, I mean, super passion and hunger for, for seeing prophecy and current events and in the news and the world and, and things that are going on. And, and, and I, I, I recognize that oh, that kind of people from before, because I remember being like that too. And it, it, it can consume you. And I could see it in their talk and in their eyes that that, that was everything to them. 
that's why they were at this conference, and they came up talked to me, and we fellowship more on that. They, they, they're just uh, uh, all into that. You see, it's easy for us to get caught up in watching the news, reading blogs, listening to sermons on end times, and, and we get caught up, yeah, on certain things, and, 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 and yeah, we're always in the news. I'm always watching the news, and, and it's easy to get caught up and, and just, oh, yeah, see, see the anti- this is leading to Antichrist. See, this is this, this is this. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong, or I'm not saying that these things aren't happening. I'm not saying that, you know, we should be aware, yeah? But what it should do is it should boost our faith. What it should do is say, wow, Lord, your word is coming true. What, what, what it should do is cause us to live better and go to Jesus more. That's what it should do. It shouldn't be some high, so to speak. Yeah? Right? We, we, we get into our entertainment sometimes. That's what it is for Christians. It's an entertainment high. Yeah? And, and, and it becomes, you know what? An idol, an idol in your life. The prophecy, the fulfillment of it, the learning of it, understanding the book of Revelation, it should all come to motivate us to live for Jesus more. And what the angel is saying, the study of the book of Revelation, all the events, everything, it should bring us to a point where we worship Jesus, where we give Jesus Glory, because he is the Lord God who's going to come in the end. So do you hear the angel, what he's saying? Keep the worship, worship. Keep the worship in the right place. Keep the worship. It's not about this angel who brought the messenger. It's not about this pastor who talks about it all the time. It's not about, oh, this certain news blog I like to follow. I have mine. I do. It's not about that. It's about Jesus. Remember this. Whatever occupies your mind the most is your God, is your idol. So if you need to kind of adjust this morning, adjust your heart, adjust your mind. I mean, I love prophecy, as you know. I, I, I'll, I've been sharing things to you, uh, current news events, things like that all the time. But I want it all to lead us to Jesus, to glorify Him, and to worship Jesus. So all this is to motivate us to keep the faith, keep the word, keep the worship. That's what's important here. I'll close with this. The teacher told his class that he might be going away for several weeks, and knowing what would happen while he was gone, he wanted to motivate the class by saying, well, I'm going to give you a prize to the student whose desk was the best in order when he came back. But the twist in this was he didn't tell the children when he was going to return. Well, because of the prize, every child was determined to do his or her best to win that prize, and including a little girl whose desk was normally pretty messy. Her classmates basically teased her, laughing at her, telling, ah, you'll, you'll never win. Well, the little girl fought back, and she replied, said, well, I plan to clean it the first of every week, the first day of every week from now on. But another girl said, well, what if the teacher returns at the end of the week? <laughs> yeah, it'll be messy again. Well, the little replied, okay, well, then I'll clean my desk 
every morning. Then another classmate said, yeah, but he may come. The teacher may come at the end of the day. What are you going to do about that? Well, for the moment, the little girl was silent. But then she thought and she said, I know what I'll do. I'll just keep it clean all the time. (laughs) That's it. That's it, right? We got to do the same. Revelation should move our heart to live differently all the time. All the time. Every day. Every moment you have. All the time. So this is what God is calling us to be. We need to be determined in this, you guys. The darkness is trying to keep us from living that way. Yeah? Satan, our enemy, is doing everything he can to tempt us and pull us away. We need to be determined. We need to be resolved to keep the faith, keep the word, keep the worship. We need to make sure that what we study affects our lives in a deep and powerful way. So that's what God is calling us to do. We are now to have the resolve response. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you, and um, I'm humbled, Lord, by all this, and I have my moments. But I thank you for your grace and mercy that are new every morning. I thank you, Jesus, that your blood covers all my sin, even today's and tomorrow's, not just the past. I thank you, Jesus, that you are here right now, moving every heart, God, causing us to be attentive, to wake up from how we've been living and to live for you right now. And so, Lord, I just want to give opportunity to anyone here who has never received you that they would do that right now. That they would just pray like this. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me now and help me to live for you. Come into my life as I surrender my life to you. Make me a new person. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me now to live totally, wholly, completely for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. If anyone prayed that, God, I pray for them that they would... uh, that your spirit would just come upon them, reassure them right now, God, that, that you would help them. And Lord, the rest of us, Lord, that have been walking with you, that we have received you, Lord, may we commit today to do the things you're asking us to do today, Lord. May we not put it off, Lord. May we start right now, as soon as, as soon as we start worshiping, as soon as we leave this place, as soon as we go out the door, may we not go back, Lord, to how we've been living, but may we start, Lord, moving forward in our life with you. God, we do want to trust in you. We want to have more faith in you. God, we want to live out your word in our lives. Lord, we want to worship you and stop setting up idols in our heart and in our lives. God, it's you that we desire, and I pray that by your grace you would answer our call and 
fill us, Lord, with a strong sense of your presence, that we make the effort to get near to you every day, every time, every moment we can, and even right now, Lord, that we will worship you and bow down to you. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be determined. We want to have this resolve. We want to respond with a passion and a fire like never before. Light us up, Lord. Light us up. In Jesus' name, amen.